you got your Bible, Acts the 11th chapter, amen, I want to preach for just a little while what the Lord has laid upon my heart and then, and then we can go have fun, amen, thank the Lord. Acts 11 and 19, the Bible says, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word none but unto the Jews only. That's because they were scared. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. You know what they were preaching? Say it again, the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed. Everybody say believed. Everybody say and turned. And turned unto the Lord. Many believed and turned unto the Lord. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, The Blessing of Turning to the Lord. Amen. The blessing of turning to the Lord. Why don't you set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord all across this house. So let's ask God to help us in this place right now. Come on, prayer warriors, pray. Come on, lift up your voice to Jesus right now. Come on, we need God to help us in this place today. God, you've been so good to us, Lord. You've helped us. You've strengthened us, God. Come on, why don't you join up with somebody for one moment. Let's pray together again. Come on, we need God to drop that anointing on this place. Come on, we don't want to have church without the anointing of God. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, God. Hallelujah, you've been faithful to us, God. You've helped us so many ways. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we love you, Lord. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord together? Amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. And it's so good to have my friend, Patrick Cunningham here and his wife, Ann. God bless them. Amen. We're honored that he's here. He's the man that uh, designed and built the angel that hangs above the baptistry in North Little Rock and did all the paintings in that building. And so he lives in Hot Springs. Amen. I've got him, I've got him praying about something for our church. Amen. We want something to beautify that house and and uh, God's good to us, ain't he? Amen. It's good to have friends. Praise God. Amen. I, I just, I got a burden today to just preach what God has laid upon my heart. Amen. I know, uh, I know I'm the only thing standing between you and a chili cook-off. Amen. So I really need God's help right now. Amen. But I, I want to talk to you about a blessing greater than a bowl of chili. Amen. Something better than nachos with jalapenos. and Something better than a bounce house. I'm talking about when you turn to God. And God begins to do miracles in your life. God begins to work things out in your life. Amen. I, I want to begin by reading this last verse, this 21st verse, and the Bible said, a great number believed. Everybody say, a great number believed. And it says, there's a comma, and then it says, and turned unto the Lord. Amen. We're, we're living in a day where there's a lot of people that believe in the Lord. And there's a lot of people believe in Jesus, and they believe in the Bible. Amen, but there's a lot of people stop at just believing. Amen, I, I, I'm not a man of God if I don't tell you the truth today. It takes more than just believing. It takes more than just saying I'm a Christian. Amen, it takes more than just going to church on Sunday morning. Amen, there's something that's got to happen in your life, something you have to do. Amen, it's called turning to God. 
Amen. I want to preach for a little while that this is what God wants is for people to just turn to him. Man, we, we try to uh, make the gospel so complicated. It's not complicated at all. Amen. If we can just talk people into giving up their old life and turning to God. We can get people to sing the song, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. You got some converts then. Hallelujah. Amen. Believing is obviously essential because if you don't believe, you would never take a step towards salvation. Amen. If you didn't believe that if you did what this Bible said it was going to change your life, you would never do it. So you have to believe. But once you believe, you got to do what you believe then. I said, if you really believe the Bible, well, this is where I get people. Do you believe this Bible? Does everybody in this building right now believe this Bible? Does everybody believe this Bible? Amen. If you believe this Bible, you just got to know there's going to be some things in my life that's got to turn around. There's some things in my life that's got to change in order for me to be pleasing unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a man named Simon Peter that was given the keys to the kingdom. In Matthew, the 16th chapter, this is Jesus speaking to him. He said, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build, everybody say, my church. Jesus was saying it's going to be my church. Amen. That means it don't belong to anybody in Hot Springs. Amen. Well, (laughs) it don't belong to the Watchtower. It don't belong to the assembly. It don't belong to anybody in Rome. It's God's church. I said it's God's church. Hallelujah. I want to be a part of his church. Amen. And he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Everybody say the keys. You understand the importance of a set of keys. Well, hallelujah. Y'all going to preach with me today? Do you understand the importance of a set of keys? Amen. I got a Toyota truck out there and you ain't getting in it without. I can start it from my phone laying in the bed if I want to. But if I go out to get in it and I ain't got the keys, it's going to turn off. I'm not getting in that without the keys. Well, praise God. And if God gave a man the keys to the kingdom of heaven, that man is important in my life. Hey, we're not trying to join a church. Uh, We're trying to get into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, We're not trying to get in an organization. Uh, We're trying to get through the gate of heaven. Uh, We're not trying to win friends and influence people. We're trying to be saved. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. He said, whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. He was saying, Peter, whatever you preach, that's going to be what they're going to hear when they get up to the gate. When you get up there, you can't say, well, my, my preacher taught me something different. Boy, the devil don't want me to preach this. That's why I'm going to hang in there for a while. You're not going to get to the gate and say, well, my organization said I didn't have to do that. Uh, God gave us a word, uh, and he gave us a man who had the keys to the kingdom. uh, And his name wasn't Billy. We love our Billy. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. His name wasn't Joel Osteen. His name was Simon Peter. Uh, and if Simon Peter preached it uh, and he said you got to do it, uh, honey, when you get to the judgment seat, uh, 
I hope you did what the man said. What did he say? First time he used the keys was in Acts chapter 2, the beginning of the church. It don't matter whether you're a Protestant, whether you're Eastern Orthodox, whether you're Catholic, whatever you are. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus, all of your roots go back to a day called Pentecost in a room about this size where there was 120 people and they all got the Holy Ghost. Every last one of them got the Holy Ghost, not the new kind of Holy Ghost where some preacher tells you, you got it. But it was the biblical Holy Ghost. When they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Amen. I'm telling you, when you get the Holy Ghost, nobody's going to have to tell you you got it. You're going to know something got a hold. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, when you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to know you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues. And there were some bystanders that were there that seen what was going on and, and wondered what on earth. We've never been to church like this. And that's because they were from the Pharisee church. Amen. They were from the Sadducee church. They'd never seen church where people were, amen, uh, laid out in the spirit. <laughs> amen. They'd never seen church where people were jumping up and down and lifting their hands and some crying. Amen. People loving one another. Praise God. Praise God. When you get the Holy Ghost, you'll love everybody. Hallelujah. They tell me at regular churches, when church is over, everybody leaves. I said, well, you ought to come visit my church sometime. I got to sneak out the back door sometime just to get away. <laughs> Praise God. They'll stay and stay. I tell them, turn the lights out. Hey, when you get the real Holy Ghost, this is your family. When you get something real, this is your family. Whether you speak English or Spanish or Portuguese or China, whatever, you, this is your family now. This Holy Ghost will take the hatred out of you. Praise God. I grew up in an all-white town, Cabot, Arkansas. I never even seen anybody that didn't look like Casper the Ghost until I was like 18. Amen. I, just, we just, I don't know why, but that's just where we landed. Amen. But, but people try to teach other people that you ought to hate everybody that ain't like you. Let me tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, all that's got to go. Hey, I'm going to preach a little while. When you get the real Holy Ghost, it'll take every bitterness and every hatred out of your spirit. I'm praying for revival over here. Praise God. Hey, y'all clap a little bit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll just make sure the speakers worked on this side too. And they weren't just working on that side. They're working over there, Sister Alicia. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. So these people that were looking, and they saw 120 people get the Holy Ghost. And they started asking questions, and it's in your Bible in Acts, the second chapter. Peter began to preach a message to him, and he preached. Amen. About like every good preacher does, he preaches conviction and he said, you, you crucified the Savior and he preached the end of the world. He just, he just hitting everything. And about that time, conviction fell on all those that didn't have the Holy Ghost and they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Amen. You're, you're not a preacher if you just beat people up without telling them how to get right. I don't, I don't think you take the word of God and beat people up. Amen. You take the word of God to use it as a GPS to show people this is where you're at, but this is where we're going. I said this is where we're at, but this is where we want to go. When you, 
When you get plugged in, my Lord, help us, God. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And imagine the Bible says Peter standing up with the other 11, all the rest of the disciples. This is what he said unto them. Repent. Everybody say repent. Repent. The very first word out of his mouth was repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Peter was not a Trinitarian. If the man with the keys to the kingdom baptized you, you'd be baptized in Jesus' name. Well, let it go over how it goes over. Uh, Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The first word was repent. Everybody say repent. repent. This word simply means to turn. To turn. Everybody say turn. You've got to be born again. That's, that's without question. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's without question if you believe this Bible. Amen. Without Jesus' name, baptism, your sins are not remitted. Amen. You, you've got to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. That has to happen. Amen. But let me tell you, all of that is for nothing if you're not willing to turn from your own life. Don't tell me how many people you baptize. Tell me how many people you are turning their life around. Uh, hey, I, I want to preach to the church today. Uh, the blessing in your life is going to come when you make up your mind. I'm turning from what I was. I'm turning to what God wants me to be. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. The fact that the very first word out of the man with the keys to the kingdom's mouth was turn or repent should let you know that every single person before you come to God, you're going the wrong way. I said, if the Bible, the first commandment for salvation was to turn, that means you're going the wrong way before you come to God. So at the altar, there's no room for self-righteous people. Well, I've never done what they did. I never acted like he, well, you need to turn too, honey. <laughs> Amen. Every single person that comes in the door needs to do some turning in their life. Uh, amen. You may not have ever killed anybody. Or you may not have been the drug dealer in town, but you need to turn too. Uh, you got a little jealousy in your spirit. You got a little bitterness in your heart. Uh, you've got things that you need to get rid of. Uh, hey, everybody needs to turn. Amen. He wasn't trying to slap anybody. I'm not trying to slap anybody. It was just a universal admission that everybody needs to change. Praise God. You can't go to heaven the way you were going before you came to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody's got to. Amen. Some people just need to turn from their doubting ways. Well, hallelujah. Some of them are just full of pride. Well, hallelujah. Some of them keep, can't keep from going to places they shouldn't go on the internet. Some people can't quit gossiping. Amen. You know what that means? We all got something. We got to change. You, you. It's so amazing that people, the Lord gave me this little thought a long time ago over at the old building years ago. And, uh, and it was this. My, my word don't say repeat and be baptized. God's word said repent 
and be baptized. Amen. You go to a lot of churches and you just repeat what they say and bless God you're saved. Well, that ain't Bible. You can't repeat what Billy Graham said and get saved. There's got to be some repenting. Amen. There's got to be some soul searching. You may not get it the first time you come to the altar because you may not be ready for it. I kind of worry about the people that come in the first time and get it the first minute and don't know nothing about it because usually you don't ever see them again. But it's the ones that sit there and chew their fingernails six months. Go home with their Bible because they're mad at me every service. But they keep on coming back because the word of God says it. And every time they look in there, it says exactly what's being preached. And they just... Bless God, I don't like it, uh, but if that's what the word of God says, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I've got to be saved. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. 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 Bible says, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Know ye not that the people that don't turn from their old lifestyle? Know ye not that the people that just hold on to their old habits? Praise God. Well, praise God. Boy, this is good preaching whether you like it or not. Amen. Amen. He said, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Oh, you're not even allowed to preach it. Oh, yeah, I am. Amen. That's the Bible. Our generation of men will have to get rid of their effeminate spirit before they'll ever get the Holy Ghost. Well, one, two people. Praise God. Men are supposed to be men and women are supposed to be women. Hallelujah. Praise God. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And then the writer says, and such were some of you. Amen. Are you thankful that all that is in the past? Are you thankful you woke up one day and said, I don't want to be what I used to be. There's a God that's bigger than all my problems. There's a God that wants to pull me out of all of this. Amen. So I want to tell you this is the natural state of man. And this is how you're born. This is your, if you don't pray and God don't change you and you don't turn, that that list is what you are. It's who you are. And it may not be one that I list. It may not have been you, but you had your own problem. That's why you can't condemn people about their failures and and make fun and make light of people falling back into sin and what they do and think, I can't believe they would go get a drink again. I just, boy, it just aggravates me. They're they're just blah, blah, blah. Man, you need to take heed and listen and realize what you came out of. But light might not have been your problem, but you had a problem. Amen. And you need God's mercy every day. Uh, Yours might have been bitterness. Uh, You might have hated everybody. Uh, Come on, somebody needs to help me in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But that's the natural state of man. Amen. Man, man is not ready to meet God in his natural state. You're, you're not ready for the judgment just 
being who you are. Amen. You need God to turn you around. Amen. You need God to change your life. Amen. And the only way that's going to happen is if you let him change it. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. It's got to be some turning. Everybody say turning. If you're not willing to turn, God can't fill you with his spirit. The Bible said in John the third chapter, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water. Everybody say of water and of the spirit. Everybody say spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise God. Except you go down in Jesus' name. And except you get that same Holy Spirit that they got the day the church started. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. And in order... To be born again, that old man has got to die. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. That old man has got to turn from what he was. Praise God. Maybe we'll just think for a little bit. Amen. Amen. What, what were you the day God got a hold of you? Amen. What, what had to change in your life for you to get the Holy Ghost? And if you could answer that and be honest with yourself, you would kind of know what you needed to be looking out for. Well, amen. I'm glad I prayed all day. I know I got the right message. Man, if God delivered you from alcohol, you probably don't need to go pass out church cards at the liquor store. That's not a good place for you to hang out. Boogie's Bar and Grill ain't a good place for you to witness to people if you are an alcoholic. Hey, let me just preach to the church a little while. We need to get some wisdom in our spirit about what God's helped us out of. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God wants everybody to make it to heaven. Amen. I, I went one time to a uh, funeral at a different church. And, and so I was at this funeral and they said, everybody that's uh, from this church, we want you to come up here and they're going to do something. But if you're not from this church, you can't come up here. <laughs> I thought, well, praise God. What if I wanted to be part of this church? <laughs> Which I didn't, but anyway. But anyway. Hey, Amen. What I'm trying to preach today is I want everybody. I, I don't want anybody excluded from this Holy Ghost. Hey, Amen. I want everybody to experience this truth. Hey, Amen. This is what the Bible said, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, which means he's just going to keep on wearing you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I said he's. <laughs> Amen. Tell me who ran to the altar the first time God nudged on him. Probably nobody in this building. Because I pastor you. <laughs> Amen. I know you like I know me. Amen. I got a feeling you were about like I was. And God had to keep on pulling on me. Keep on working on me. Waking me up in the middle of the night. Messing me up while I'm driving down the road. Putting thoughts in my mind while I'm at work. 
Praise God. You, where I come from, it wasn't good to be a backslider. It wasn't good to did not have the Holy Ghost back in the day because they had this woman there that was the pastor's mother, Sister Agnes Holmes. I think she knew every time I went to church because when I'd show up, she would say, I need to say something. I'm, I ain't scared of nothing except being lost. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. She'd get up there and she'd start talking about how hot hell's going to be. She'd talk about worms going in and out of your skin. Well, she'd have me terrified. I'd be like sweating in the wintertime. I remember praying, God, would you let her quit saying that stuff? <laughs> you know what it was? It was a long-suffering of God. That every time I'd come through the door lost, he would just... Guess what happened one of them days? I just went on down to the altar. I thought it can't be no worse than fighting what I'm feeling right now. It can't be worse than feeling like I'm about to go straight to hell. <laughs> I said, My, I might as well just try this. Uh, amen. One September night, uh, 21, 22 years ago, I don't even remember how long it was now, but I made my way down to the front. Some people say, well, I just, I want my prayer closet. I don't really want to pray in front of people. Well, God may make you do it. Amen. There was 2,000 people there. But when you get ready, when you get, you won't care if there's 20,000 people there. When you're ready for change, honey, you'll fight your way through the crowd to get what God's got for you. Hallelujah. Amen. But God don't want anybody to perish. And he's long-suffering to us. And listen to what the Bible said. Not willing that any should, everybody say, perish. It's not God's will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. He's not, he's not willing, or it's not his will for anybody to be lost. But it's his will for everybody to turn around. Talking to a, a, a pastor one day, and... Uh, they were, they were talking about what you got to do to find salvation. He said, you didn't have to do anything except believe. You didn't have to repent. You didn't have to be baptized. You didn't have to get the Holy Ghost. You didn't have to do anything. Just walk in here and believe. Just become a believer. And you're saved. Well, that ain't what the Bible says. Let me tell you. The day the rapture happens and the church is caught up, I'm going to be the happiest preacher on the planet. Let me tell you who's going to be the saddest preacher on the planet. Is the one that tickled the ears of all of his saints so he could collect their tithes and offerings and buy his Lamborghinis. And the rapture happens and he's left behind. And the church is caught up. He won't have enough horsepower to get away from all the people he lied to. Hey, I'd rather upset you a little bit right here and tell you what thus saith the word of God than you be mad at me at the rapture, at the judgment. And you say, you didn't tell, I, I'm going to. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to preach it, I'm going to love it. Hallelujah. Everybody say you got to turn. God wants you to turn so much. God wants you to repent so bad that he will even cause you some grief in your life to try to get you to turn. I want to give some people some understanding in this building. 
Man, God's been dealing with my spirit. The book of Amos, the fourth chapter. This is the Lord speaking. He said, and I also have given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities. Amen. That that doesn't mean you went to the dentist and got your teeth bleached. (laughs) What that means is there ain't nothing in your teeth because you ain't got nothing to eat. Kind of quiet here all of a sudden. And he said, and want of bread in all your places. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Did you get what the Bible just said? God said, I I pulled your grocery list and I got rid of it. But I did it for a reason. I wanted you to turn to me. Praise God. A lot of people blame stuff on the devil that might not be the devil. Amen. People don't come to church six months. They call me and say, but the devil's really messed me up. Well, it might have been the devil, but it might have been the Lord. I just don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. It might be the Lord. Want you to have a soul searching to see if there's something I need to turn. I, I didn't think anybody run the aisles, but maybe we'll run after a while at the campground. You, when you study the Word of God, you begin to notice patterns in the Bible and, uh, of what God does to get people to turn to Him. And he, he continues, he said, I have withholden the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest, the most critical time. He said, I shut off heaven. And I caused it to rain upon one city and caused it to not rain upon another city. One piece was rained upon and the piece whereupon it rained not withered. So two or three cities wandered unto one city to drink water, but they were not satisfied yet. Have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. He says it again. I made it quit raining. Not because I mean. Not because I hate you. I, I, I was just trying to get your attention. To try to get you to turn back to me. All I wanted you to do was come back to prayer. All, all I wanted you to do was come back to the altar. He said, I've smitten you with blasting and mildew when your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive tree increased. The palmer worm devoured them. Yet have you not returned unto me? He said, I sent the worm to destroy the crop. Not because I wanted to destroy the crop. All God wanted was somebody to say, God, Search my heart. Praise God. Hope nobody drops a pen and scares everybody right now. He said, I've sent among you the pestilence. Could I say it like this? I sent you COVID. (laughs) After the manner of Egypt, your young men have I slain with a sword and have taken away your horses and I've made the stink of your camps to come up unto your nostrils. Yet have ye not returned unto me. He said, I overthrew some of you as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And ye were as a firebrand that was plucked out of the burning. God said, I set everything on fire around you. And I pulled you out of it. Not because I wanted to burn everything. But because I wanted you to turn to me. And he said, yet you have not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I, 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 I feel a burden in my spirit today. For people to get an understanding of what you need to do. When trouble arises in your life. 
when trouble arises, you don't backslide. You don't run from God. You don't get mad at everybody. You run to God. Amen. The reason God does these things is because people start turning. They start getting off track. And so to get people to slow down and get people's attention, God has to crank up the vice that's on you sometimes. The trial has to get up on you for you to slow down a minute. In order for you to make it to church and make it to prayer meeting. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. My my burden today, amen, is for people to get an understanding. Don't get a bad spirit when things go wrong. Well, don't, don't get a bad spirit when the crops don't turn out right. Don't you know the same God that shut off the heavens can open them back up? Don't you know the same God that sent the palmer worm to eat the olive tree can bring the palmer worm back and curse it and bless the tree? Hallelujah. Man, when you began to study this word of God, you began to understand the nature of God. God is his word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. You can't read these scriptures and say, well, I don't like that part. I I, I don't like what he just read. You're saying you don't like God. Amen. The better thing would be to say, oh, I understand. That's how God works. And if that's how he works and I get off track and my world starts crumbling, all I got to do is get back on track. Come on, God don't want to punish people. He wants to bless people. He, he wants to open up the windows of heaven in your life. But he wants you to turn back to him. Hallelujah. Amen. The best thing to do is just wake up every morning. and Just repent of your sins if there's anything in your life. Amen, I got the Holy Ghost. First thing I do when I walk in this church every day is God. First thing I do is I start praising him. Because I enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts of praise. After I'm through praising, I start saying, God, search my heart today. Search my heart today, God. God, if there's any bitterness or anything that is displeasing to you, get rid of it. God, search me. I, I, I got to be whole. Amen. I don't want my well to get stopped up. I don't want my blessings to get stopped up. I don't want God to shut the valve off in my life, in this church. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It was a man that was full of the devil. Nobody could tame him. Nobody could get a grip on him. Nobody could witness to this guy. Nobody could teach this guy Bible study. He was, he was out of control. But one day Jesus comes sailing across the sea and landed on the land where he was. And this man that was full of the devil came to Jesus. Let me tell you, when you, when you take a turn from your old ways... Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Amen. This is the easiest gospel. This is the easiest life. All you got to do is turn to him. And this man that was full of the devil ends up at Jesus' feet. And God does miracles in his life. And God uh, rebukes the devil. And here this man is. Didn't he have enough sense to dress himself? Amen, about like our world, didn't have enough sense to put clothes on. 
Amen. But God cast all that garbage, that uncleanness out of him. And he ends up at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Amen. In his right mind. Amen. Praise God. You know what? People just need to get more Jesus. Amen. If you feel like you you can't think right and you're all confused, you just need a Holy Ghost breakthrough. You need a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the amazing thing when this guy gets the devil cast out of him and Jesus starts to go back to the other side, he, 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 wants, uh, he wants to be a traveling evangelist with Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to go with you. Amen. But this is what Jesus tells him. No. Go back to your house. Go to your house and tell them all the great things that I've done for you. Praise God. This is where this this is where the church is messed up. Is that we don't do it like he told us to do it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. If you could understand that God has called you to save and to win your family. Oh, it's getting quiet all of a sudden. Well, I got the Holy Ghost. So I need to travel and preach. Amen. Some, some people do that. Amen. But a lot of people, the Bible says, just win your family. Just, just go back home. Go back to your house. Because they know what you were before God got a hold of you. They know you were full of the devil a few minutes ago. Now go back home and tell them. I've turned to Jesus. Look at what the Lord has done in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. So I have. I'm almost through preaching. Amen. But. I have the distinct uh, privilege right now of, of being in my house with my family. And I get to tell you what God's done for me. <laughs> I, get to tell, I get to be obedient to what Jesus said with my family. Amen. Before I turned to God, everything in my world was a disaster. Well, praise the Lord. I thought I was so intelligent. My, they, they used to tell me, your daddy's the smartest man on the planet. I don't, so I thought maybe I just got it by osmosis. So I thought, I'm so brilliant. I've got all this figured out. So I did all this stuff and had all these businesses going on. Brand new house. I was like 20-something. I had a nice, big, brand new house. I had trucks and four-wheelers and cars and businesses and trucks. Man, I had the world by the tail because I was so smart. Man, Lord, I didn't know he knew how to shut up the heavens. Amen. But there must have been a day where he said, I, I think I want you to live for me. Because all of a sudden when the money was rolling in, all of a sudden it just started slowing down a little bit. And it really started slowing down. Then it started stopping. Then it started backing up. And it wasn't very long till my intelligent, brilliant self uh, was getting letters in the mail like, you need to get out of your house because it ain't yours no more. And you need to give us the keys to all your vehicles. And, and I'm taking your lawnmower and your weed eater and everything else in your life. Amen. Let me tell you, God knows how to humble you. God, God knows how to get you to figure out that you ain't nothing without him. <laughs> Amen. And so here I was, mate, quite possibly the, the, the most brilliant person on the planet in my mind. <laughs> y'all, I'm not, y'all, calm down. Here I am in my deceit thinking I'm the, I, I've got all this figured out. I can hoodoo anybody <laughs> extortioners such were some of you and so through the process of time God begins to 
pull all my, my comforts away from me. And it gets me to a point, well, this really gets good. When you think you're the smartest person on the planet and you're living with your in-laws. I'm sorry. It happens, bro. I've been there. Praise God. But mine was a different story. Here I am. You know, and I had it all. But now, <laughs> me and my wife and two kids are living in a 10 by 10 room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's when I realized I'm probably maybe the dumbest person on the planet. <laughs> Quite possibly. And then God began to deal with me about things. He can deal with you once he gets rid of all your toys in your life. And you can't afford to go to the lake anymore. Can't afford to fly anywhere anymore. You just you can hear God loud and clear. God began to get my attention. And he got my attention in this process. I didn't just, I was so full of something, I don't know. That I didn't just run to the altar. I just mm. I was mad about it, but I knew, God, you're going to get me. You, I didn't tell nobody, but it was a long process that God just kept pulling on my spirit. And finally, one day, it was, a lot of you don't even remember because you're too young, but it was a day called 9-11. This nation came under attack, and we terrorists and all this, and I was, I was in Oklahoma at a federal facility, uh, it was the largest federal facility in the state of Oklahoma after the other terrorists blew up the Murrah building. So I was in the largest one. So we're under attack. So all these federal agents rush our building and we can't leave and we can't call. We can't hardly do nothing. And it's like, I got scared. I had nothing. I was way out there. Mama couldn't take my hand and it's okay, let's repent. My wife wasn't there. She called the, the room. It was like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. She was about 100 pounds. I was about 200. She about had my size. So usually 100-pounders don't tell 200-pounders what to do, typically. She, and this was out of her character. But she said, let me tell you something. You better wake up and smell the coffee. You better get right with God. Well, I'm telling you, fear come over me. I started praying and repenting. Amen. For two hours, I cried and snot and tears. and Amen. And I turned from everything that I was. I gave up every dream that I had. And I made up my mind, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Two hours, I cried and I prayed and I talked to God. I was turning. Everybody say turning. If you don't have a turning experience, you're not going to last. If it's all about a doodad or feeling a little presence of God or somebody prophesying over you, you're not going to. There's got to be a moment where you say, God, I'm turning. I'm not going to be who I was. Change me, God. The following Sunday, I went back to church. Sunday night, I lifted my hands, went down front in that big old church. 2,000 people watching, I felt like, but I didn't care. Because I already had this experience with God. I knew what track I was on then. I had my tunnel vision. I was looking at him. And I went down front, threw my hands up in there, and God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I began to speak with other tongues, and I can tell you the moment that I got the Holy Ghost, God began to bless my life. Every day I would get up and go to church and pray. It wasn't all roses, and I wasn't rich. Still ain't rich. Amen. But immediately God began to turn the tide in my life. When everything was going against me, God began to turn the flow. And the more, I, the more I prayed and the more I repented, 
the more God blessed me. Uh, and I got the vision. Uh, hey, if I'll just wake up every day and just turn to him, uh, I'll have another day of blessings. Uh, and you know what? I woke up this morning uh, saying, God, I'm turning to where you are. I need you to help me again. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. I wish somebody just talked to Jesus for a little bit. Hallelujah. I wish everybody in this house would stand together and lift your hands right now. Come on, church, there's a switch in your mind that needs to reset right now. There's something in your mind that needs to turn. Come on, church. I I know people have hurt everybody in this building. Everybody in this building has been hurt by people hurt by politics, hurt by the world, hurt by everything. It may be hurt by the church, hurt by preachers, hurt by everything. Let me, I, need, I need you to listen for one minute. In your mind, whatever it is that would keep you from totally surrendering. I'm telling you, it's just a switch. And if you'll just purposely say I'm turning it today I'm turning that switch and I'm not going to be like that anymore and I'm not going to let people mess me up I'm not going to let my own pride mess me up I'm turning it and I'm turning to God I'm telling your life is going to change joy unspeakable full of glory joy unspeakable full of glory come on everything that you think that you want so bad that's driving you insane that you ain't got it you need to put that on the altar come on church everything that I thought I wanted God can give it to you when you get your spirit right. Come on, I feel Jesus in this place. You know what I wish everybody in this house? I wish everybody in this house would squeeze into this front altar area. And I want us to have a prayer meeting for just a few minutes because I feel I feel heaven's rain is going to open up on somebody come on I feel heaven about to open up on somebody's life I feel the blessings of God about to open up on somebody Come on, I don't have a sad story. I got a happy story. God has been so good. God has given me everything I'd ever want. Yet I want more of Him. Come on, church. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. Pray until the Spirit of God begins to touch you.